Hey there, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is Surrender. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said when we gathered in your name, you'd be here. So we are just so delighted that you're here. We thank you for teaching us, for just taking over, giving us the information, the revelation knowledge we need to be right with you. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. He is so good. You know, he just wants us to know stuff so that we can live well in his kingdom here. And so that when we leave here, we can live with him then. So today he's talking to me about us surrendering to him. You know, you get that pull on your flesh all the time and you know that you're not surrendering to Jesus and you want to, but you just can't seem to do it. He's going to teach us today the truth of how to just do what he's telling us to do because we have really been washed of our sin And that is how he's calling us to walk. And I think a lot of people have questions about that. They keep keep sinning and they don't think that they can help it. And they're not sure if they're right with Jesus or not. And yeah, he made you right. And I just want to read to you actually what Romans 6, 17 says. It says, but thank God. And I would just like to encourage you to read the whole chapter. Study the word. You were once slaves of sin. You have become obedient with all your heart to the standard of teaching in which you were instructed and to which you were committed. And having been set free from sin, you have become the servants of righteousness, of conformity to the divine, um, to the divine will in thought, purpose, and action. And so we have been free from sin. But the thing is, is if we don't stay surrendered, um, if we don't stay surrendered, we were washed white as snow. But if we don't surrender to Jesus and we instead surrender to our flesh, and we know the enemy is the one who tries to control us with our flesh because our flesh is just fleshy. So anyway, Jesus is talking to us about how to win this battle, how to just get it right. You know, James 4, 7 says to submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. And so I'm going to say submit to God. And how do you do that? You submit to the spirit who is telling you what to do. And then the enemy is going to run. But the major key that we miss is we think we can do it on our own. And um, I would like you to read um, John 15 and read 1 through, for sure, 1 through 8. And Jesus said that the Father is the vine dresser, He's the vine, we're the branches. And when we're connected to the vine, which is the vital key to submitting to the Spirit, when we're connected to the vine, we're actually thriving on the vine. And you know, our spirit needs to be fed. Our spirit needs the vine. Um, If we don't feed him, we're going to die. We are. We're going to be thrown off like a broken branch. And so it's our part to get up every day and make sure we're still on the vine. To be hearing the word, paying attention to the word. I would suggest that you have a devotion sent to your email every day if you've never done this before, and get on your knees every day 
and worship him, acknowledge him, read the word, just devour it. And then that is actually feeding your spirit man. And then the word cleanses you. And that's what Jesus said in John 15. He said, you're clean already because of the word that I gave you. And so when we're taking in the word every day, we're feeding our spirit man. And as I said, our spirit man needs to be fed or it's going to die. You're not going to make it without feeding him. And that's where I believe a lot of Christians miss it. You know, they call themselves Christians and rightfully so, just trying and trying in their own strength to be sin free. And it doesn't work that way. Jesus said in John 15 that we can't do anything when we're not associated with him. When we're not on the vine, then we're a dead branch and we're going to be thrown into that fiery furnace. That's a scary thing. And so the whole key to being in control of your flesh is letting the Spirit rule you. Going to, going to God and getting filled up, getting your spirit man strong. He can't thrive without being on the vine. And that's what we try to do. We try to get up and just do this thing. We know the word. We can do it. And we're really just being prideful if we think we can do it on our own without him. We can't do anything on our own. And so when we, we get up and we feed our spirit the word of God, and we don't miss eating our, and feeding our flesh food, right? So why do you want to miss that part? And I know, you know, Satan comes and he tries to trick us into thinking, oh, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You know the word. You heard it. But you know, the word says faith comes by hearing, not have heard. And Jesus said, be careful what you listen to. And that's another book I would really encourage you to look at is Mark 4. Jesus said, be careful what you're listening to, because what you hear, you're going to get more of, Right? And what you don't hear, even what you heard, it's going to be taken from you by force. You're going to forget it. You can't remember it. You might know the words, but the revelation knowledge of a Jesus speaking to you and empowering you to do his word is a totally different thing. Um, I watched somebody in my life go on and off the word. And when the person is off the word, they're so different than when they've gotten up and taken the word. And you know, God calls that a double-minded man. In James 5, he said, a double-minded man won't receive anything from the Lord. You know, we're so wondering why our prayers aren't answered and, you know, why we live like the world, why we're addicted to all this stuff. And it's because we're not feeding our spirit every day. And, you know, if you've never done it before, I would suggest that at least an hour every morning, first thing, God wants to be first. He said, those who seek me early will find me. And so the first hour of your morning, you, I, I would never leave the house without my armor on. And because I've learned the hard way. And, you know, you might miss it too and, and learn the hard way. But if you don't want to fail, if you want the enemy to run from you, submit to God and do what he's telling you to do. Submit to God, feed your spirit, man, and the enemy will run from you. Because you're going to be full of Jesus when you abide in me and I abide in you, right? And then you can ask what you will and it'll be done and you'll be showing to be true disciples of mine. You know, if we're not feeding on the Word of God, what are we feeding on? We're feeding our flesh. We're listening to the enemy. 
And then who are we really living with? We're living with the enemy. We're not living with God. When you submit to God, when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you're submitting, you're surrendering to him. And when you surrender to him, that means you live according to the Spirit. You're living in God's kingdom right here on the earth. And you won't fail or you, and you won't fall if you keep submitting to him. But just like in the day of um, Adam, you know, the enemy comes and he says, Does God, did God really say? And in Mark 4, Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it from you. He is, because he's trying to steal your salvation. He's trying to steal your witness here on the earth. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, what you're really saying is, I'm your witness. I'm going to live in heaven on the earth. I'm going to live submitted to you, not to the enemy. I'm not going to let my flesh rule me because my flesh is going to take me to death and destruction. Jesus said when we follow him, we're going to have life to the full until it overflows. He came that we may have life to the full until it overflows. And that's what you want to live here on the earth. You do. You want to live in heaven on the earth. You're going to be that witness. You're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. On the vine, Jesus is going to get all the dead things out of your life. And those dead things that he takes off of you, he's going to throw into the furnace. And it's going to burn. You're going to be recreated in Christ Jesus. And that's an exciting thing. Just let God do his work in you. Just stay on the vine no matter how it feels. Because if you get off the vine, you're going to have a temporary okay feeling. Not quite right, but okay. And it's not as hard as being on the vine. Anyway, that's the way it seems. And that's the lie Satan's going to tell you. Because he wants you to get off the vine and... Um, just be thrown into the fiery furnace. He wants that. He hates you. He hates us. He hates God. And so anything he tells you is a lie, and he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. But you can trust Jesus. He laid down his life for you. He cared. He cares. He said, I can lay down. I can pick it up. No one can snatch it away from me. He said, if my sheep, my sheep, follow my voice, and no one can snatch them away from me, and they will have eternal life. And so, of course, the enemy is trying to work opposed to that truth, and he's trying to get you to jump off the vine, trying to get you to think it's too hard, and it's the wrong way, and it's not. It's the right way. The road to eternal life is narrow, and there's not too many people taking that path. You know, we just want to hear what we want to hear. We just want to do what we want to do. And this is our life, you know, if we're thinking without God and we only live once and I'm going to do what I want while I'm here. And what you do here is going to affect your eternity if you didn't know that. If that's your thinking, you want to change it. You want to be right with God here and now. How are you going to fit into heaven if you don't agree with him here and now? How are you going to fit into heaven if you don't know him here? If you If you don't... Um, have time for him here. If you're not willing to make those adjustments here, why do you think when you get to heaven you want to make those adjustments? You have to decide, are you going to live with the enemy on the earth or are you going to live with God when you leave here? And if you're going to live with him when you leave here, you got to get straightened up here. you got to get washed with a word here. you got to surrender to him here. And really that is what 
what happens when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you? You're saying you surrender. I surrender to you. It's an easy thing to say, but when the temptation comes from the enemy, the pull can be so hard. But don't let go of Jesus. Stay on the vine. Don't let him pull you off of the vine. Because if you hang on, it's going to get easier and easier. The longer you stay on the vine without getting off, the more revelation you're going to have. The more understanding you have is the better. Hosea says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So, uh, another translation says they're destroyed. we got to get revelation knowledge, and that happens when you surrender. When you surrender to Jesus, when you get born again, you see how you hadn't seen before. And when you stay on the vine, you're going to have more and more revelation knowledge. You're going to see more and more clearly. God is going to show you more and more. But if you jump off the vine, you're going to be blind again. So you don't want to jump off. You don't want to let Satan pull that rug out from under you. You don't want to let him just trick you over and over again. Get on the vine and stay there, and then he's going to run from you, and then your flesh is going to be taken care of. Then, you, then you're living that sin-free life. You know, I hear so many people say that. That's ridiculous. I can't live without sin. You can because you have Jesus living on the inside of you, and he washed you. And as long as you follow after him, you're going to live a sin-free life. Yeah, you might mess up once in a while. The enemy may trick you, but the longer you stay on the vine, the more attention you give to Jesus, then the stronger you're going to be, him and you. He, he, him, on the inside of you is your strength. When you jump off the vine, you lost your strength, right? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So keep him in there. Don't kick him out. Stay on the vine. Let him just recreate you to fit into the kingdom of God. That's what you want to do. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you the truth. It doesn't always feel that good. And the outlook of it isn't always that good. But if you stay with it, you're going to be going, Oh, yeah, I can see why you did that now. Oh, thank you. And I couldn't see that, but he can see that. He knows you inside and out. He knows right from wrong. He knows everything. He thought of everything. He's got it covered. He's got you covered. you got to just trust him. And sooner or later, you'll get what he's doing. So if you never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I just want you to, to consider doing that. now. Because when he comes to live on the inside of you and you surrender to him, the enemy is going to run from you. You know, maybe you're thinking, well, the enemy isn't bothering me. He is, and you just don't know it. You can't see it. And, you know, it, it may seem like he's not bothering you, and that may be because he already has you. He already has a leash on you. But once you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he's going to show up. You're going to see how he had you tricked, how he just had taken over your life, and you didn't even know it. That is so sad to think that we're right with God and we're not. And you're not going to even know that until you start submitting to God. Get up and spend time with Him. Get to know Him. Get that relationship with Him going on. You know, saying that prayer is a relationship. It's not a ticket to heaven. You don't say the prayer and then go live with the enemy again. You don't do that. You say the prayer and then you let Jesus take over your life. You surrender to Him. 
You do what you know to do. You give them your heart and you just say, take over. I trust you. I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. And maybe you're wondering, well, how am I going to hear him? He'll make sure you hear him. He will. He's in love with you. He is. Let's say that prayer. Revelation 3, um, 20, Jesus said, I'm standing at the door of your heart. And if you invite me and I'm going to come in, let's do that. Jesus, we're inviting you to come live on the inside of us and be our God to just take over, to take over and just help us to surrender to you. Do that work in us. Lord, help us to live that sin-free life that you call us to live. We thank you that you have forgiven us, that you bore sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain, that you took stripes for our healing. You laid down your life for us so we didn't have to face death. We love you and praise you for it, and we just give you all the glory right now. In your name we pray. So if you said that prayer and you meant it, he is living now on the inside of you. And all you got to do is surrender to him. John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. So you look at the word, that's how you get to know him. And then you oblige the word, you oblige him. You, be, you, you live obedient to the word of God. And as long as you do that, as long as you get up and get filled up every day, the enemy is going to be running from you. He's going to be running from you. He might try a few tricks on you, but Jesus is going to give you a heads up. And the heads up is the Word of God. Mark 4, Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you don't understand. You won't understand anything as soon as you hear the Word. The enemy is going to come. So as soon as you leave that time with God, he's going to come and try to say, trick you. And he'll say something like, did God really say? Maybe not in those words, but he's going to give you the thoughts that, well, you know, that is kind of out there. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And, you know, um, I really don't have time to be spending this much time with Jesus. And I want to tell you, when you spend time with him, he will multiply your time back to you. Given will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So if you said that prayer today, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And I'd love to know. Let me know. Leave me a comment. Send me an email. Whatever you want to do. So remember, we can't do anything on our own. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.